is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And finally, it's a work week here at the Star in Frisco. We've got dummies on the field. No, the media is not on the field. And we're not going live from the field. <laughs> we have blocking dummies on the field. And they're going to be outdoors today. And finally, our long national nightmare of no cowboys on a practice field is over as of this morning. And this is Talking Cowboys. We are now T-minus, what, four days away from finally playing a game? Your five-day NFL weekend starts tonight with an epic matchup, the yeah. San Francisco 49ers <laughs> oh, and the yeah. Oakland Raiders. At least both teams don't have to travel very far. <laughs> That's exactly right. Did you hear who San Francisco might be starting at quarterback tonight? Do you have any idea? Now, you Beathard. are very educated people here, okay? You understand. I think yeah, feel I like that, I don't know who that we know all is. the quarterbacks on all the teams in the league, Wait, right? Well, what's wrong with Bethard? Bethard's hurt. He He's got a shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know who the third and Garoppolo's out. I don't know who the Garoppolo's third Garoppolo's out. Yeah. Did they get somebody off the street? They got someone off their practice squad who uh, is actually Gino Cramarzi. <laughs> who's actually Gino been Toretta? with the yeah. team just as long as CJ Beathard has been with the team, which isn't all that long, but yeah. he was signed out of the same draft. Did they trade for Laletta? Kyle Laletta. No. <laughs> He's got his own issues yeah. in New York. Uh, they did sign Tom Savage, but he's not the guy. And then they released him on the Saturday before a game. But anyway. Too much pride. To come on. I, I, have you heard? is killing me. He's out of Southern Miss. So Joe Trahan from Dallas Cowboy Joe Bill, Trahan. tell us who the guy know. is. <laughs> Nick Mullins. <laughs> Nick Mullins. Who are you? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, good question. Exactly. Look at Garrison asked the question. <laughs> who are you? I looked He's at, from Southern Miss. I look at 300 players. I think I've seen Nick Mullins play. I don't think I've evaluated Nick Mullins, yeah. though. I've watched several. You know whose records he broke at Southern Miss? Oh, Brett Favre, Brett I'm Favre. sure. And Austin Davis. Austin Davis as go. well. There you go. All right. So, we're talking Cowboys. Well, you going to watch it, though? <laughs> you know, I probably will. Yeah. I need to make yeah. different plans for tonight, I think. I don't know. I still I like watching Root my Canal. NFL football. Well, you can work now. You can do something while you're watching. Yeah, the it's just it's wallpaper. Yeah, you know Troy Aikman. Is he been... saying about getting his column in early on a Friday? Uh, That's before right. Before eight p.m., that'd be awesome <laughs> for me or Kurt or whoever has to read it. Same with mix shots too. Hurry up! <laughs> Locker room didn't open till four thirty. I know there was news. I got you. It was it was insightful too. It and was. That's what we're going to get to first off. Yeah. Oh well, first off, how did Halloween go for everybody? Didn't hand out one bit of candy. <laughs> Okay. And, I, and it, it wasn't Did, on purpose. You, it wasn't on the, purpose. Was the light on? Oh, and, no, yeah. I just live in a neighborhood with a bunch of old folks. That's the way it is. And so I, I'm okay with that. If everybody yeah. doesn't want to come around and get candy, I'm yeah, okay I, with that. I can't really see you being the guy, hey, what's up? Oh, no, I, I, I like to see the costumes. Yeah? I, I would. I like to see, you know, but I, I'm not, oh, and, you know, oh, that's nice. Oh, what are you? Oh, you know, I, I'd ask the silly questions. But I, I, I just no. Your son's I was, passed it, so Bennett's know. passed it. Yeah, he went to a party. I didn't have to give him a ride home, which was a good thing for me. Yeah, so I'm worried about driving around on Halloween night. 
Yeah. It's kind of oh, scary. Yeah. Those kids, you know, they kind of dart in between cars and stuff. Oh, it's, sure. Got to yeah. be careful out there. What'd you yeah. do, Bill? We, uh, he's got we grandkids. Talk- <laughs> <laughs> we were at Cowboys Club right here at the Star in Frisco oh, for oh, the Legend Show. Well, you guys didn't do that all night. Well, then I went to work. Oh, then you had to go yeah, to work after yeah. that? Well, first off, first off, I spent two hours and 20 minutes in traffic going from Fort sure. Worth here to Frisco to host the show. Yeah, there you and go. And then blame Mickey, that on by Mickey. The, yeah. And the, I just walked upstairs. Yeah, yeah I knew you right. did. He went 30 seconds to mm-hmm. the Cowboys Club and had a great show with Drew Pearson. Of course, you can't, you can't screw that up when no. Drew's on the show. Nope. He'll talk the whole time. Exactly. He just kind of <laughs> sit there and sip water. That's you know, right. And there was no one up there dressed for Halloween either. No, there wasn't. You know, it's kind of all a, professional old uh, people making well, it. That's they had right. Their That's party. the Cowboys Club clientele. <laughs> they had their party on Friday. And I, I heard it was a pretty good party. Oh, I bet it was. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, I guess we didn't get the invitation. As for, as for yeah. Halloween, yeah. It, it was kind of a no-show, mm. wasn't yeah. it? Yep. And how about you, Rob? Happy birthday, Mom. Her birthday is on Halloween. So oh. every year, it used to be a trick-or-treating thing. Mm. Now it's just, let's just get away. Let's go get something to eat. Turn the light off and yes. go get dessert yeah. somewhere Did you get there on time? No, thanks to you. But did it's you, okay. Did you apologize for me? I didn't. I will, though. You were supposed to tell your mom it was my fault. You had to you had to stay five more. That's minutes. an excuse we all use. <laughs> Those mix shots, that creative genius. You know, That's right. just, you can't just knock it out. It's got to mm-hmm. take time, for, and then I have to edit that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like a bottle of wine. <laughs> it probably only took me an hour to do it. Half hour before, half hour after. I wish, it wasn't. It uh, was an insightful locker room. I wish. Was, I wish it, folks could hear Mickey type. It's the greatest thing. You have a typewriter? It, it, it might as well be the no, Smith I have, Corolla. I have a, <laughs> it I might have as well a, be. I have a keyboard because I used to wear out the laptop. Do you hunt and peck or do you no. actually know how to he, type? No, he, no okay. but it, it, is, it is with some violence. It's like Randy Macho Man Savage <laughs> off is. the top rope, just <laughs> banging that elbow. You know? I bet none of you had to really type on a typewriter. That's how I, I typed learned. On a typewriter? Yeah, I typed on a typewriter. <laughs> I, I used to write the Jones you Journal. Did not. You I did not. Yes, I did. To typing. I bet it was an electric one no i had no, a no, manual no, i still a, have was, a manual yeah. typewriter i wrote a, I wrote a at paper the house. one time in my life are you aware yeah. how get off the lawn that sounds what's that you guys didn't learn how to type on a typewriter like oh back in the old days that was better you had to carry a film projector you had too to, and you, out scouting you had to push the keys down you didn't just kind of oh, move yeah, your you, hand there and then oh yeah, it goes it down really you imagine mickey teaching a typing class i was the worst in typing class <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and i didn't realize oh, how cool how cool it should have been because i did it <laughs> <laughs> my mother made me go to summer school and you know back yeah. then the, the, the stigma of summer school is yeah. like you're a big idiot dump. yeah and, and so <laughs> she she was tired of having to get a, a type my stuff because people couldn't read what i wrote yeah and I did of course turn paper, that's right? another whole thing <laughs> and so i get in there and there's there it's a class of maybe 25 and i bet 23 of them were female and I was like, "Oh, this! What am I doing?" In yeah, here? you know, this was. That's like, where it all started, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's pretty funny. I I made a friend in that class. Is this Mickey's minute. Yeah. Yes, it's going. Yeah, fired up, Kent. Let's made go. A, made a friend in that class. Uh, so it was before my freshman year in high school. Betsy and, Rawls. And we are still friends <laughs> today. So that's almost. Oh. Yeah. I hate to say, yeah. almost fifty years. Yeah. That's nice, Mickey. I like that story. Thank you. Okay, Rob. Mickey has a friend. (laughs) Cool story, Hansel. Hey, you guys started with the typing, right? Rob, anything happened in the locker room yesterday? What what a drop. Kent. (laughs)
genius. No, it's got to have more violence to it. More violence. No, that that was a real typewriter. Oh no, you, know that was, you hit that thing going across. Absolutely. We'll, we'll get a we'll get a tape recorder to your keyboard. I'm going to do that before the end of the week, so have, everybody can hear just how crazy it is. I still have my portable how about one. Mickey taking notes. Mickey, Mickey, and the Mickey with using like three legal pads on a conversation. <laughs> That's right. I love it. I mean, he's got to, I don't know how you read those notes. They That's, get me to where I can look at the recording, then yeah. find what. Oh, I there need. you go. That's oh, there good. you go. There you go. Hieroglyphics. What do you do before <laughs> before audio tape? Before tape recordings, hmm. what do you, you do you for had, your notes? You right? just misquoted when you first everybody. Started. You had to keep up. <laughs> Okay, oh, Rob. Oh man, Rob. long time newspaper man, right there, though. Rob, did you that. have your recorder in the locker room? We yesterday. have to stop piling on Mickey now. We have to stop. <laughs> no, we can. We got. Oh, I don't show up in the locker room. We got room, fifty so minutes left. Um, <laughs> locker room yesterday. Offensive line to the hate that coach. Uh-huh. Didn't <laughs> they all addressed the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, you know, Paul Alexander's firing and yeah. uh, Mark Colombo coming in, and Mickey saw. Different interpretations of that? No, the accurate interpretation. Okay. Well, I'm, there were different interpretations, yes, though. there were. Uh, Zach Martin, look, he said, this is not a one-man blame game. Okay. We have to play better. We're not playing up to our standard. Okay. Um, Tyron Smith spoke about it. Lyle Collins spoke about it. I think the general feeling is Mark Colombo, they're comfortable with him. Uh, he's a former player. He's not far removed from being a player. Sure. Um but they have to do a better job. And I thought the interesting question for, for Zach was, all right, do you, what do you do? Do you scrap these new techniques that Alexander was teaching you guys? He said, really, I don't think we can do that completely. I mean, we'll try to integrate some of our old stuff, but midseason, especially for younger guys, that's going to be hard to do. I think there, I, I think there was some absolute – this is going to sound terrible, <laughs> but I think it's the truth. I think there's some guys that were glad to see this happen. You know, and I and I, I'm not going to put words in guys' mouths or try to, but you look at some of the things that those guys. I mean, we're talking about guys that were all pros and Pro Bowl players, and you're right, tackle wasn't that guy. And, and we all talked about this. This is no secret that when there's people that said that that right tackle is going to struggle with this change, and he struggled. And I think there, I think he's the he has to be the happiest of them. That okay, you know, Mark, help me. Help me get back to what we were doing last year. Help me get back with my feet, my punch, my hands, my balance. You know, there's a lot of things that he that Mark can go back and, and say, okay, remember when we did this? Remember when we did this? I mean, the, the familiarity that he has with that player, I think, will help that player. But I think Tyron Smith, I, I mean, I applaud him for being – being honest about it. Yeah, though. let's get to the elephant and yeah. the real that elephant. Was, yeah. in the I was going to let yeah. you handle the different imper- interpretation. It part. wasn't Martin a different, Mickey. it was an yeah. accurate interpretation because somebody asked Tyron Smith, who rarely talks, I think yeah. he got kind of got forced in. He got it. forced by fine. Okay. Fine. But they asked him if he was, if he felt, or if they felt responsible for Paul Alexander getting fired, like it was their fault. And he said, no, not at all. It's something that happens, and it's really nobody's fault. No one is really in control of something like that. We don't really pay too much attention to it and just focus on what we can control. Now, is that being irresponsible, or is he telling you what they thought of Paul Alexander? Yeah. Please. No, not at all. It's something that happens, and it's really nobody's fault. 
No one is in control of something like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what he said. And he never talks. Right. So, well, yeah. If you have a different interpretation, have at it. I didn't. We'll we'll handle this in the break. I'm not I'm not saying that you had a different interpretation. I'm saying that there were kind of different ways of the questions being answered. They all got asked the same thing. He answered it a little differently. Yeah, stop being so sensitive. He was just being. He just wasn't being nice like everybody else. Right. Well, I guess. I mean, they all kind of said what you're supposed. Can to Can I ask say. you a question, Robert? Which one did you respect the most? The answers you got. <clears throat> Which one did the best to help you do your job? I think Zach, they all answer the questions fine. I think Zach, though, as the offensive captain, st- standing up and saying, we have to play better. That we, we have, there's no question I, of that. To me, that's, that's a captain standing up and saying, like, it's on us as much as it is the coaches. And, and when management makes a decision for an offensive line that is considered the strength of the team, it's got to fall on us to some degree. So I'd say Zach Martin. Hmm. Then we will agree to disagree on that. I tend to, you know me, in agreeing with Mickey, that's like oil and water. <laughs> Get as crazy time. as Mickey sounds, I have to agree with him. Thank you very much, Brian Broaddus. Oh, I thought, I sounded like Bill. <laughs> yeah. No, that, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, to me, I, I think that the fact of the matter is, yeah, they have to play better, but there were some, clearly some issues there. There were. You know, and, were, I'm and, not and, saying anybody's and wrong. The, I'm just saying you. No, I know. It, no, no. It, 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 fall, it falls not attacking on every, you. It falls just, on everybody, doesn't it? Sure, I mean, it does. At some point, right? Sure, it does. But it also <clears throat> fall. It also, you know, it, 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 hey, it falls on the general manager and the coaching staff for hiring the guy. Yeah. You know, because if you're if you're trying to bring a guy in here that's going to try and change everything that everybody everything that they've done, you know, shame on you. You know, it, it, hey, it, it starts at the top too, though. But I, I, I applaud Tyron Smith for saying that, though. You know? It's a bad fit. Obviously, eight weeks in, you know? They got rid of this guy. What's the biggest difference technique-wise between uh, the way Paul Alexander coached the offensive lineman and the, let's say, the hudson Hauk technique? Like, like, let's, like, Bill, let's, let's push something aside here real quick, okay? This is Mark Colombo's room. Right. Let's not talk about hudson Hauk. Okay. I mean, let's talk about hudson Hauk. the – legendary coach and what he was. Hudson Hawk is here to observe and to help. This is Mark Colombo's room. This is, this is, it's every, I think there's a lot of people out there like, oh, they're going to go back to what they did at the Super Bowl. No, no, no. This is, Hudson Hawk is just here to kind of make sure that Mark Colombo is a sounding board guy. Do you think yeah. he's what's, gonna, what's the difference? Okay, in the now I'll get to that. I'm sorry about it. I yeah. just didn't mean to right. lecture you right. there, but right. I, but I know there's a lot of people out there right. are, Hudson Howe, Hudson Howe. No, no, this is Mark Colombo's gig now. This is his gig. Right. Either this team's, either this offensive line's going to get better or it's not. Right. And so the difference, though, I think what you're going to see is I just think an overall technique, overall technique, and mainly as in pass protection. We've talked about the high hand, low hand. We've talked about, okay, how do you place your feet? How do you sit? When you watch the Cowboys, when you watch the Cowboys play previously, it's been about punch. And it's been about knee bend. It's going to be about it's about inside hands and sitting down on your guy. You know, when you play high hand, low hand, you're looking for control. The other way to play this is you're trying to control the guy by getting to him and getting your hands on him, not just kind of pushing him past and holding him in place. That's not going to be that. It's going to be, 
This new way, I think, is more about physicality than it is about hand placement. This is about punching him, holding him, and sitting down on him and being that that type of a player. So Nate, Nate as, Newton, a, as a casual observer, I guess Drew didn't Drew, Drew Pearson. He pointed it out last night. He was talking about talking to Harvey Martin and and asking Harvey, "What do you like or what do you hate of an off, opposing offensive lineman?" And he said, uh, "I hate when they're aggressive at me when they're coming at me. I, yeah. I'd rather." them trying to catch me because I can beat yeah, them if yeah. they're catching. And I think Nate pointed yeah, out. And Nate Newton was thing. on Cowboys Insider, which you might be able to find on DallasCowboys.com. If not, it's on Fox Sports Southwest. Um, he was pointing out the the difference, and he was great in describing sure. it. And he, was ta- he, he basically said it's a difference between catching and punching. Right. And the Paul Alexander technique is to catch – the pass rusher, and yeah. this is all pass protection we're talking right. about here, catching the pass rusher and reacting basically. Right. Well, mirror. Yeah. yeah. Which, and of course, Nate played for Hudson Hawk, and it's the punch into yeah. being more aggressive. Keep and, them on the line of scrimmage. Right. right. Yeah. And Daryl Johnston was there, and Daryl said, well, that makes sense. When they're having difficulties in handling stunts and twists so have been awful. And, and, and so. When you're playing a technique where you are basically in retreat mode, reactive okay. as, a, as opposed yeah. to proactive, right. right? And that's going to you're going to be imbalanced on your on your offensive line there as far as handling twists and stunts yep. and so forth, and you're going to have difficulties there. And so that explains a lot of that. Yeah. Now the question is. All right, obviously, with any offensive lineman, you're practicing your technique on a daily basis. And so if you're, if you're switching back to the other technique, how does that affect Monday's game? I mean, how quickly can you go back to the other technique? There's only one guy that's a rookie out and there. And perfect it, basically. Yeah, there's only one guy, that left guard. He's the only guy that's like, okay, but, but he's also played at a high level collegiately. You know, it's not like he's coming from Mammoth or – you know, Hobart College or someplace like that. This guy's played it, you know, he he understands that, okay, I've got to get my hands on these guys, especially him. When you don't play with power and you're trying to catch people all day, that ain't a good recipe right there. Because they're getting the first yeah, crack yeah, at you. He's, yeah, he's trying to place hands when he's not strong to begin with. He's going to end up on his butt. Yeah, give me, give me a guy. Give, you know what, Paul Alexander, hey, 24 years, great career, nice job. You're a bad fit here. You were a bad fit here. You're not this. This to me is this offensive line is based on power. It's based on ability to get athletes with power. And if you take the ability to use their power away from them the way they are, you you, you got no shot. You, remember, you got no shot. You remember what Nate pointed out to us last year with um, Lael Collins moving to right tackle. Hadn't played there since 2014, yeah. and Nate was the first one to realize. This guy's left-handed. Yeah, and he's trying to watch the tapes. All that, yeah, and he can't. He's got to punch with his right hand. He keeps used missing to punching yeah. with his left. Yeah, and so now uh, you're probably not punching anymore. Yeah. You're you're catching. Yeah, and after you know he kind of got it those last six eight games of the season, uh, <clears throat> making that transition with the left hand to the right hand, and and they were punching. Well, there wasn't a lot of punching going on. How many times have we seen Lyle Collins on the holding penalties where mm-hmm. it's he looks just out of whack? You know, his hands are all messed up. I almost used a bad word there. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, he – I mean, And he, he was off balance. Off balance. I mean, yeah. Th- this to me, 
you watch the tape, and, I, and we all watch the games. We watch the games, and you're saying, what's the problem? And you think, God, his technique's bad. All right, here's my question, and I agree. It, it was a bad fit, no doubt about it. That's why they You're made, not going to be as evil as me. That's why they made the move. But as a former offensive lineman, do you snap your fingers and say, because muscle memory kicks in at some point, right? I've been doing this for how many months? And then you just switch back to doing what you used to do? Alexander in that interview said he's got some guys trying it and some guys not, if I'm not mistaken yeah. about that. Yep. Yeah. What happens? You go into survival mode. When things aren't working, what do you do? We, I think you used this example the other day. I guess uh, maybe not here. Tim Tebow, they could teach him to throw the football all day, but what happens when he gets into a game? He goes back to what revert, what revert mm-hmm. back. That goes back to your muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Tyron Smith, hey, I want you to punch the hell out of Casey this week. I want you to sit him on the line and punch him when he comes your direction. And when you pass that twist stunt over to Connor Williams, I want you to take your two hands and shove him as hard as you can into Connor Williams. And then when that looper comes around, I want you to hit that guy right in the chest with your right hand. Okay, don't catch him. Hit him as hard as you can with your right hand. Tyron Smith will remember that. He'll remember that. See, and the other thing, and I don't think it was all only about technique. I think it was just a the bad, room. It was a bad fit in the room. How yeah. tight were those guys? Yeah. Let's remember how tight yeah. they are. Yeah. They would all walk out together to yeah. practice. The first day of training camp, they would walk out single file to practice, yeah. right? And and young guys in their, along. in their own way, they had their own swagger about them. Yeah, they and, they don't have that anymore. Yeah. And 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 they were tight. And I don't know. I don't know if they didn't let him in or what happened, but it, there was just a disconnect there. And you know, you, you can blame the, as Brian said, the head coach for hiring him yeah. or however they decided to come around to make that move. Right. Uh, but it wasn't working, so give them credit for I, saying, exactly. let's not keep exactly. going. Let's, I, I'm let's just, do something. I appreciate you saying that, Mickey, because that's exactly right. That's the way it needs to be. You know, if someone steps up and says, hey, by the way, this receiver by committee, <laughs> not working. Yeah. I'm going to go help you here. And, and, Hey, offensive line not playing well. Boy, I've spent a lot of money on this offensive line. High draft picks. I'm going to help you here. Here we go. They yeah. identif- Somebody told Jerry Jones that in, in his own eyes, he's looking at that offensive line saying, something is not right with that group. They identified the two areas they felt like were holding them back the most offensively and did something about it in the, in the bye week uh, for diff- in different ways. And we'll see if it works. They went and got a guy that can go make plays down the field. And then now they got a new voice in the room with their most important position. So we'll see if it works. Or a louder voice. I'll tell you this, though, and I think Mickey will agree with me on this one. If the offensive line doesn't play better in the second half, there are going to be a whole lot of other changes going on. I mean, I'm, and I don't mean to say that in a way. I mean, I'm just saying no, the evaluation. What are you saying? The, eva- the evaluation. Yeah. They need this offensive line to carry this team in the second half. They, they have got to protect better. They've got to run the ball better. They've got to be more consistent. If this is the change that gets that going, I applaud them. I applaud them for making the switch anyway. But I'm on say this offensive line, and I think he's been saying it. And again, I, he, he's right on this. He's not the only one who's yeah. been saying it, but yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. not not in here. But yeah, I, mean, but, I think everybody saw they they were struggling. But the they narrative out but, but there, but the narrative out there has been about the receivers more than it's been about about the offensive line. And it's line. been about the quarterback, and, and it's that, been about the yeah. play caller, mm-hmm. and it's been about the head coach. Yeah. And the root of the evil has been right there in front of you, and no one wanted to point it out because it's too simple. Oh, yeah. Did you point it out? 
Yes, a lot. <laughs> I just don't scream and yell like he does. And now you're screaming and yell. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Eight eight right. eight eight five five two two nine seven. Scream and yell at us. In a moment, we're on Talking Cowboys. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles the boys. Yeah. And with over mm. 3 million pairs sold, we put in the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Can I say something real quick? Sure. Thanks to all the folks that are watching us on Periscope. We appreciate you out there. Let's check it out. Yeah, Periscope right. out there. Yeah. Good group of folks following along and appreciate all the comments and stuff. So thank you for doing that. Back can, to Bill Jones. Can you see us? I did. I did. I saw. I, you could see the comments and stuff like that. Oh, didn't really uh, like typing talk too much, but they're they're on board with us now. <laughs> yeah. They're on board with us now. But thank you, folks, for following along. Yeah. By the way, back to typing talk. No, read. Read <laughs> the copy. Got there, read Bill. the copy. Go, this Bill. has been typed up for me. The Big go. Twelve Championship returns to AT and T Stadium on December first. Be there when the top two football teams in the Big Twelve Conference face off, become the conference champion, and one team will make it to the college football playoff. No one team with brand name identity. Get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com. The official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Is no he, chance. Is he totally wrong about that? You better worry about guns up this weekend. Somebody's going to take care oh, of... Oh, he's going to take care of tech. Somebody's going to yeah. take care of somebody with you guys That's right. this we, Saturday. We're big Alabama fans Probably this that week. big elephant, yeah. As long as Alabama will run the table in the SEC, we'll be whoever in loses, good shape. Whoever loses the SEC championship game will get in ahead of... Somebody in the Big 12. Notre Dame. Oh, but not it's, the big brand. No, Notre Dame will get in, too. You watch. They got to play Northwestern, what was the What was the Guaranteed? score last year? 
Of what game? I want Vinatieri to score in Northwest. <laughs> I don't remember. I want him to go to a lot of places. We killed him. Oh, that was a game that had 8,000 yards. I uh, no, the Joe Mixon game. No, My God. Oh, that was. Oh. And that, by the way, oh. there's the rematch of that in the NFL this week yeah. as Cleveland plays Kansas City. That was a 66 to 59 Baker Mayfield over Patrick Mahomes game. That was a, a fun game of years to watch ago. on tape. That was I guess fun. it wasn't last was year. Fun. It was the no. year before. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Two years two, before? Yeah, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. In Lubbock, last time and they played in Lubbock. where's the game on Saturday? It's in Lubbock. All right. Get Who's the playing quarterback get the, tor- get the tortillas ready. Now, I'm pretty sure the OU quarterback can do what Baker Mayfield did, but I'm not sure the Tech quarterback can do what Patrick I watched Mahomes that guy play against Iowa State. He had a little some struggles throwing that ball. Yeah. How's the new uh, defensive coordinator doing? Ruffin McNeil? Yes. Who's a win. going back to Lubbock? Yeah. Doing much better. Okay. <laughs> Lincoln Riley, who NFL wants, if he would have just made the move back in January. Hmm. We'll see. His defensive coordinator, they'd yeah. be in a different position right now. Ooh. See, you shouldn't mm, wait seven right. weeks mm. to make a move. That's right. Mm. Let's go to California. You want to go to California? I love, I love California. California. Jim yeah. is in California, yeah. and he is first up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Jim. Good morning, Bill. Good to have you back. Missed you yesterday. Well, thank you. I know I, yeah. they they really floundered yesterday without me. We I did. listened to it. Yeah. We did. We Fish out of water, man. <laughs> yeah, Fish there you go. <laughs> hey, it's, I'm a Garrett fan. I like what he's done. Uh, player acquisitions seem to be a committee decision based on salary cap and draft and and what those around you say you can do. So you kind of handcuffs, but coaching decisions, it seems to me as a novice observer, are just Garrett decisions. And it seems like he got rid of a great coach who was doing a good job because uh, of personality conflict or something. That and, sounds fair. It seems, yeah, it sounds like to me this is the one decision that can fall on him and could, if it goes south the rest of the season, could, in my opinion, is the one where he could be held accountable job-wise. Are you talking you know, about Frank Garrett Pollock? You, you're talking about Pollock? Is what you're, uh, no, this? I'm talking about Garrett. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Which coach? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Pollock was uh, the guy before Alexander was, was really right. good. I mean, he was getting it on. He was getting it done. And no one says you have to get along personality-wise in, in the office. I mean, that's what it's for. You you bounce things off each other, and you you know you burr up on each other until you come to a resolution. But the product on the field was awesome, and that's a Garrett decision. It wasn't uh, awesome the second half of the season. Yeah. Second half, they were really bad. What happened yeah. the second half second of the half. season? Yeah, and you can also – say that the competition was tougher in the second half. There's a lot of other variables there. But sure. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's they didn't point. play Green Bay or the Rams the second half. Yeah. Good point, Mickey. Look at this. Tavin Austin, 28. Cole Beasley, 29. Deontay Thompson, 29. Terrence Williams, 29. The Cooper trade is is a youth movement, and that's a great thing, I think, uh, along with Gallup and uh, Cedric Wilson and Lance Lenore. There, there's some youth there. That's exciting. Um, a question I have for you is next year, are we so far under the cap that we can secure Jones and Lawrence and others that are doing well in their contract here? Thanks for taking my call. Get yes. Him, get him capologist. Yes. Yes, they can. Yeah. And you can probably, if things go well in nine games, extend 
Amari Cooper and lower his cap hit, that would be just $14 million on a straight. If, sure. if you think you know. If you don't know, then you absorb it. But, yeah, they can do that, can and they do, probably can, have some money to go out and speculate. Yeah, there you go. Bill, can you, can you allow me the floor to ask a sure. question? Yes, please. go for it. Could this be without a first-round pick and the fact that they did use their first-round pick to get this receiver, which Mickey just talked about, could we see them a little bit of a change, not only signing their own, but maybe going out and getting another free agent guy? Um, they, signing somebody? I yeah. mean, maybe a little bit different philosophy than what we've seen out of the past? Yeah, what are they under the cap right now? A lot? I mean, it's. I, it, it's it was it's such it, a fluid. I know, thing. but it was it's at one point it was like eighteen, nineteen million bucks. Yeah. So it's, yeah, absolutely. Um, now again, Dak is eligible for that extension. Sure. I don't know what they're going to do there. They have another year if they so choose to do and that. Potentially eleven point seven million, according to over the cap. Okay, right that's, now that's yeah. a good chunk. So of you'll you'll carry it further. Yeah. Now Demarcus Hope. Lawrence is going to carry a heavy cap number, whether you. Now, I don't think they're going to franchise him again. No. Uh, well, he doesn't want to be franchised No, he again. doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, it's an option, obviously. And Byron Jones is playing like a number one corner. So that's a lot of money so, to tie up. I mean, that's... So I'm wrong thinking they might go out and get somebody. You know what? I think, I think, I think if there's... If, if it makes sense. I don't yeah. think you just go spend a No, no, spend. no, no. Okay, let me... Let me I, I, keep my, I keep my dream alive for Earl Thomas for okay. a couple of years. Okay. Yeah, I'm keeping my dream alive for him. If it's reasonable, if it's... What if it turns into an eight million dollar a year thing, Mickey? You okay with that? Eight million eight, for him? Yeah, eight or nine million a year for three years, say. I mean, if he let's see how bad he wants to play. Are I'm you, keep I'm are, keeping are, that dream. Are you worried the fact that? He, I think he, it was freak. He got hurt. Okay, but he's getting close to thirty, right? Yeah, and this is like I think the, he's the one the second older or guy. third. He's like the, this yeah. is the second or third year, in a, not in a row, but in these last yeah, year that he's been hurt. I understand, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna gamble on him, the type of player he is, and I, I know what you're saying, Mickey. I, I it's it's bad management on my part, but I'm holding that dream alive for for a two three year run, is what I'm holding it for. That type of a player, you know. I, I understand signing my own because I want to sign my own. But if I could go out and get a guy, I mean, I feel like I could go out and get is would he be the best position fit that you would have? Tight end. Yeah, but who are you gonna Well, I don't know what's yeah, out I there. Know, I know, we know yeah, I know. We he's know he's out. I know. He's right. out. You're right. Yeah, You're right. What if somebody says I can't pay this tight end? Tight yeah. end could be more of your draft focus potentially, too. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking more of a second round, and I know that the history of the second round tight end here is I mean, you want you weren't yeah, you're right about that. They've and, done that. You know, but but they don't have Witten taking 96% of the snaps anymore yeah. either. I'm, I'm hopeful of I'm hopeful of Dalton Schultz. I really am. Yeah, for sure. I'm hopeful and, of him. And, and Swain's been solid when he's been healthy. Um, I just I don't know if you'd want to go out and overspend on a veteran tight end. In, well, the, in the, the other season. part of the rookie tight end coming in, whether it's as high as a second round pick, there's a learning curve, yeah. and you know you can expect even like with the Michael Gallup this year, the first half of the year, it's not going to be the same as what the sure. hopefully the second half of the year will be, and so. You basically have what you have right now, unless you're going to get a veteran guy in here as far as the tight end position I'm just goes. Just trying to think. Next I, year. I, I want to. And, yeah. And hope these guys grow and, you know. I'm trying to think, okay, I'd like to pay Byron Jones if I could. I'd like to. Yeah. I, I think that's been, I think that's one of those things that's kind of been gone in a good direction there. Yep. You know, and I, and I, I know you're going to have to pay Lawrence. I mean, yeah. and those are two. That, I guess my point is, yeah, you could you can still have money to spend probably, but those are two 
primo positions that cost a lot of money. Right. If they're going to get paid like top guys, and you know Lawrence is going to want big time money. Yeah, but can you get? Can you get? You think you could get the safety for a deal? So do do you look at it as a necessity or a luxury? The safety. Yes. That's a good question, because I, boy, I'd like to have him playing in that secondary. I just, I just thought I, I just had a vision of him being back there and making plays and creating turnovers and things like that. I just, you know, and I was hopeful that, you know, they can make the trade. They didn't make the trade. It might work out better for them that they didn't make the trade. Number two scoring defense. The yeah. one thing missing is takeaways right yeah, now. They don't, that's, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest difference between them and the Washington Redskins right now. I mean, you look at you look at the Redskins, they are right down the line of everything about their team with the exception of turnovers. As well as they play defensively, they've got six takeaways. And it's I think there's like two or three teams below them. <clears throat> I'm paying a guy to go get me some turnovers. Maybe they can't get turnovers. Maybe I'm dreaming. I'm, I, but I, I, I know it's off-season talk. And but I, I I'm just asking the question: Will we see a change in philosophy? And the Redskins have 13 takeaways. Yeah, there you go. That is the biggest difference between them being five and two and you being three and four. That's what it is right there. Well, one takeaway for sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the one in the end zone. Okay, yeah. I, I had to follow him there for a second. Difference right. between three and four and four and three right now. Yep, that's right. Yep. All right, let's go to Barry in Virginia next up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Barry. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Um, Comment and question. I I listen to you every day. Um, It seems like the offensive line, the receivers, and the coaching staff take a lot of – especially the coaching staff take a lot of the blame for what's going on with the offense. Put the quarterback in there too. Uh, That's where I was going. Okay. Um, We blame him. His rookie year had a great year, but everything fell into place. But they still did not – if you looked at every game, they didn't throw the ball down the field well. Every now and then he'll throw one up to Dez, and it worked out. Um, my question is, who, may, who makes the decision to jettison Romo and that this is your guy back when he was a rookie? And, and don't get me wrong, he seems like a great guy, and he's the type of guy you could root for. But he holds the ball so long, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. If you, The Cleveland game, when they put the rookie in that night, they kept talking about the offensive line was so bad. But then when they switched Tyrod Taylor and went to the other quarterback, he drops back, back foot hits, he, the ball's gone. Then the offensive line is good, everything is better. And I'm just wondering, how far do you go before you say, how far do you stick with that before you get rid of a coaching staff, your offensive line gets old, your running back gets a little older, and then all of a sudden you say, you know what, we don't, we don't have a quarterback here that can do it. So, I just so, I have a question, though, sir. You're, but when when he when he was winning the thirteen games, were you just biting your tongue, or biting your lip, and just kind of going with it? I mean, are you such a Romo fan that? And I'm asking a set of respect. I'm not trying to belittle you or anything like that. I'm just <laughs> I'm asking not, I'm asking me. you in a way of: Is it always been a struggle for you that they never helped Romo in any way? Uh, not so much. I mean, I always felt like he had. To, not only did he not have a lot of help, but he had to deal with some wackos on top of that. But the other point, the point is, no, when he was winning, I was, I was thinking, you know what, they struck gold twice. They got the okay. Romo as a free agent, and okay. they hit this guy in the fourth round. And, okay. every, and all NFL teams struggle to find quarterbacks forever. Trust ever, me, I lived my life doing that. And, 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 that's what I, and that's what I thought it was. But, but watching it now, for, this is the third year. And like I said, I, it may be something that can improve, but – he just he holds the ball just uh, you know and it's it's a matter of a half second that it's not like it's you know a minute yeah. it's a half second every play 
that you just got to let it go. The guys that the guys that do it well and the guys that consistently win, they let it go. Yeah. And and I just what I'm saying is I, I you know I don't know if you know or if y'all could even say if it was Garrett's choice. You know, oh, on, they'll, they'll okay, tell we're you. going with this quarterback or yeah. somebody else, and then who yeah. holds that responsibility down yeah. the line? Yeah. And how do you blame the coaching staff for all that? You know, you same offensive coordinator then as it is now. True. Um, and and I watch I watch games and I get frustrated sometimes on what the play calling is, but I think everybody on every the roots for any team does yeah. at times. Yeah. And let me let me point out that quarterback in Cleveland, the Good one question, that, so the sir, one that would uh, so quickly pull the trigger. He's been sacked twenty times. 20, 20 times How many in five starts. He's, he's got six, six interceptions. Eight touchdowns. He's completed 58% of his passes, yeah. and he has a yards per attempt of 6.6. Yeah. When you rookie. don't have an offensive line in front of you, yeah. it doesn't matter how quickly All you All the rookie the quarterbacks have been exactly. four this year. Now, look, yeah. That, yeah. that's another thing. This is not his third year either. Yeah. Uh, right. you know, right. There's a lot to go with that. I'm not just comparing him directly to that. Right. It was just that one particular game. You could just sit there and watch. When, when the other quarterback went out of the game, he came in. Same guys. Well, that's the, the way he played. Place. No, that's his game. My my point is, and I'm a biggest Baker Mayfield fan there is. When he doesn't have an offensive line in front of him, his he's he's not going to be effective. And the yeah. same thing has happened for Dak this year compared yeah. to his rookie season. No he question. doesn't have the same offensive line in front. Say of him. 23 sacks, but and to, not to, uh, this year, yeah. yeah. And no, no, no. Being respectful of your year. points that you're making too 25. is. Because I think he got great points on him holding the ball and so forth, too. Yeah. And it's just a sign of a well, learning process for let's him. Let's see in if, in fact, though, that the receivers, if they can, you know, mm-hmm. we've asked them to kind of pare some things down. Let's see if you can get, you know, get Gallup going, get Hearns going, you know, get uh, get the new guy going. You know, find a way. You've got Beasley kind of going, you know, and, and, and let's see if the offensive line, in fact, with Mark Colombo will be a little bit different as far as protection. I, I just think there's some things that – you know, you're probably not going to be able to totally change anticipations and things like that. But hey, if you help him, he's proven that he can he can win games. So right. you you have to find ways to help him. Does hey. his does his presence reduce the blitz factor, Amari Cooper's? Yeah, you hope. Yeah, you hope. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. The number to call when we come back. How much does this team this year miss the guy who's going to be in the ESPN broadcast booth on Monday night when we come back? If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to Directv now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed. No bulky hardware. No annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. 
Visit myjohndeardealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. But they would speak their mind even when... Mickey, you're on the air. I'm speaking my mind right now, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Because do you want to use what the pros use? I, you, I do you already care? use what the pros use, Mickey. It's Jack Black? I use Jack Black. Yes, and I it's, do. Did you know it was the official skin cream of the Dallas Cowboys? I did not know that. Well, see, you need do to now. know that. And did you know that you can get your... Jack Black Playmaker for JB4 Faves? Uh, yes, I know that. And you know you can get them free if you just – and free if, shipping. If Mickey will order for them $10. for me, yes. <laughs> Here, let me write down. What do you yeah, want? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, at getjackblack.com. And if you use that code Cowboys, you can get that free shipping. Oh, okay. You know, All right, I can do it myself. Bill, Good. I just I just realized something. I'm sitting here listening to Mickey's read, but I'm watching. That's the guy that the San Francisco quarterback's the one that beat us, that drove the ball down in the preseason. The guy, wow. the, the final drive of the game. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Is that right? Yeah. I think wow. it was Nick Mullins. We all stopped paying attention. Yeah, no, I, I was I mean, broadcasting I, the game. I was and broadcasting I don't the game, too, and I didn't realize it. I didn't know Nick Mullins was even on their practice squad, but, oh, here, but he, he's the guy that got the game winning, the game winning drive. I don't even remember what happened in that game. <laughs> it was, it was yeah, the first preseason. They went down, they scored a touchdown, and then that was really the end of the game. They, they, but they, they were losing the whole game, and then Nick Mullins came in and I think lit them up. Huh. Okay. And, and boy, were they fired up after that victory. It was. You know? it, was a, it was a big victory for yeah. the 49ers that day. So now what do they have? Two? That one? And, uh, and, and no, one got, regular season win. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in, That's why I said two. Yeah, yeah right. they're on the line for uh, to be the team with the number one overall pick. Oh, yeah. That's what they're talking about. Hey, hey! Rally Day presented by SeatGeek is Nick coming Mullins. up on Sunday. Just Tour the stadium, see Dallas Cowboys <laughs> alumni and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and even play on the field. Visit attstadium.com/slash/rallydays for details and get your tickets today. It's sa- Sunday, November Sunday. 4th. Sunday, 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 which is also race day. Green Valley Raceway. Are you going to be out at the Ooh. Texas Motor Speedway? I will. Okay. I will. I've got to good. speak. Mickey and I have got to speak at Star Sports on Sunday, 115. 115, Mickey. if anybody wants to and, uh, where's this? come by right here at the Omni. Boy, we had some combative okay. folks in the Jackson. <laughs> what? Like, how combative? What were they? Mickey handles them very well. It's the Mickey, questions. Mickey, the questions. They will ask some seriously tough questions. And, you know, you want to give, like we are talking about being honest. Give honest answers. Mickey always says fire, this. Fire the coach. Yeah. Fire the quarterback. Fire the GM. Fire Mickey and me. Get rid of us. Yeah. 
Now, so how can happy one become like a part too. of this? How can someone become a part of us? How can someone be a part oh, of I this? Thought you know, how we became no, a part no, of No, no, no. How can a fan yeah, so be a part? Star Sports Tours. StarSportsTours.com, okay. yeah. I believe, is the website. Yeah, check it out. Okay. And, and you, can, you can come in here and rip Mickey and I. Get a, get a ticket and... <laughs> Find us, find us, and it's person one fifteen on Sunday, face yes. to face. Yeah. Usually, usually we do it the day before the game. It actually, okay. it actually goes from probably twelve thirty or one to about three o'clock, twelve to three, because the players come in and, yeah. and do autographs, and they get good players. Yeah, like Jalen Smith has been there the last uh, couple Leighton times. Leighton Vanderesh, Leighton Vanderesh, Tyrone Crawford. Yeah, wow, yeah, very good. We go in there and we we take all the hard hard questions. Though. Me and Mickey. Do you interview the players? No, 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 no. 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 We they, get, all we they got to do is sign. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All they get to do. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then we do it on the road also. There's yeah. a little meet and greet uh, after Jalen Smith signs. And that website again? I'm guessing it's starsportstours.com. That's it. There you go. All right. Way to go, Bill. Good job. Wanted to make sure that you got it out We're going to get a full house That's now. That's right. Official sponsor go. of the team, by That's the way. That's right. All right. How much does this Cowboys team miss Jason Witten this year? I'll answer that question Monday night when there's no Jeff Swain if he's not ready to play. No, I, you know. And by the way, we finally hear from Jason Garrett for the first time this week, right after yeah. talking Cowboys. Today. You know, I, I do think you miss Jason Witten. I do think you miss that, that, that guy with the ability to work the middle of the field. And I think you miss him in. Those situations where you're trying to convert for so many downs, you've been bad on third down. Where's the play action game? Yeah, and but they've had some they've had some problems too with some of the penalties and setbacks and things like that that probably have hurt them in that regard. But if you could get those manageable down and distance situations, that number eighty two it was was one of the best. He might not be able, you know, the run after catch might not be what it once was. You get him down the red zone where he can play within eighteen yards. He does a great job of finding space. Smart guy knew how to position himself. They just haven't had a lot of opportunities down there with that. Like how that. much? I'm trying to think. How much have they even thrown to a tight end in the middle of the field? Uh, a lot of Swames has been kind of bailout stuff near the sideline. Sideline, side that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, the he's done the little. He made the one-handed catch. Was in Houston? Did he make a one-handed catch that got a first down? That Swain. I mean, caught right. the ball basically off the right. ground. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was a great the, catch. No, no, we just haven't seen we haven't seen them attack the middle of the field with the tight end. Mm-hmm. A lot of waggles, boots, and what was things like Whitten's that. bread and butter? Master yeah. of sitting down in that zone underneath and finding a soft spot. Yeah, but yeah. It, Romo pointed out that they're using Beasley in that in that role now. That he's running that Witten route where he can get the release Option either route. way. What they've missed is him getting down the hash down the field, the middle of the field. Yeah. That's what they miss. The seam route. But if you end. think about it last Absolutely. year, probably about this time, it's like, well, Witten's not running the way he used to, and he's not getting down the field, and his average per catch is going down. And now when he goes away, it's like, oh, gosh, how good was he? Same thing with Romo, right? Oh, he, how good was he? He went away, and now it's like, well, can Romo come back and play? Well, I think it's. I think it has to do – Mickey, and I, and I understand what you're saying. I think it has to do with the, the, the just getting six, seven yards. 
you know, when they're not when they haven't been able to run the football, just finding ways to get over. Yeah, just, just find it. Give know. me give me six seven yards. I, I don't need your run after catch. I need six or seven yards. Well, how much are they releasing the tight end and not keeping in to help the offensive line? That is a, that is mm-hmm. a fair point too. And I don't see, know it's the those answer play to fakes. that. It's the run fakes that, yeah. and 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 then throwing to the tight end where he's wide open. Yeah, uh, that that's been missing. I totally. just I think you really miss him in the red zone. Myself, right, exactly. I, I mean, you're right about the seam stuff and his ability to find space down there when when people when other receivers can't find space jason witten for as slow and lumbersome as he was lumbering <laughs> he you know he had an ability to kind of nod a guy one way get him off balance and then work to the middle of the field and he's been always made secure catches you miss that you miss somebody that's making secure catches to get you six seven eight yards but also a guy that can play in the red zone to get you a secure catch as well that being said cole is off to a good start here i mean if you look at what his numbers are averaging out to be he's on pace to match his career high from last year 75 catches that's where he's on pace for he's but done a nice keep job him going yeah. so the hope is you know mari's presence can either free him up more or they can just play off of each other and you got to pick your poison a little bit there it's going to be very interesting to hear Witten's comments, though, about the Cowboys' offense uh, during the game on Monday night. He felt like that the that the Cowboys won the Amari Cooper trade. He, he feels like that that's going to help them. I, I've kind of seen some comments that he's been made that he made about it. So, you know, he's you know he he's gonna he's gonna I think he's gonna be honest about it though. It'll, it'll be it'll be a, a if he can get a word th- in. Yeah, this is <laughs> you saying LSU guys talk too much. I don't think that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah. But but I I I just feel like though that to me that uh, you know he'll he'll be honest about the offense. He'll be honest about the assessment, and I think you're going to get a good broadcast too because he'll be able to identify what the Cowboys. If you like Tony Romo and the way he kind of calls plays and goes along that way and kind of tells you what they're looking at. I think Jason Witten will be really good at this as well you know, for, this, I, for this game. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, I was reading the Tennessean this morning, and the complaint in Nashville now no big is plays. that <laughs> their receiving core is not very good, yeah. and why didn't we go and get a wide receiver like the Cowboys did? And they were their, their comparison was, you know, okay, they gave up a first-round pick, but look what they got. Yeah, the, 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 ten, the Titans didn't do anything. Look what Houston did. They're yeah. in the division. Look what they got. Yeah. And, and the Titans did nothing. Yeah. There's a wide receiver out there for him if they want him. Mm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Does he yeah. want to play? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the question. So, yeah. Or does he want to play for anybody besides this team? Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a fair question. I don't know. For a couple million dollars, I'd go play in Alaska. You know, it would behoove him. Wouldn't you? It would. Nah, didn't intend to get an, on Des talk here, but <laughs> it would behoove him if he wants to continue his NFL career after this year. It would behoove him to accept whatever offer the next for the next couple of months and swallow his pride and and do it. But I, I, don't I know. think Mickey is giving you some great insight, Bill. Yeah. I don't think Des Bryant really wants to play. Right. I don't think he wants to right. play for anybody other than the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I think this is this has always been his home. This is the ownership gave him an opportunity when a lot of people remember his senior, his last year at Oklahoma State, he didn't even play right. three games. He got, yeah, he got drafted off that off three games, like Mickey said. So, right. you know, this ownership has had a lot has covered his back in a lot of different ways, off the field, on the field. So, you know, he has a sense of loyalty. I, that's the one of the thing about Des Bryant. I think is one of his greatest traits is his loyalty. He really, really does, and. I think if you asked him right now, he, he would say, you know what, I wish I was more loyal to Tony Romo. 
when all that was going on. But you know what? He, he was an incredible player for this franchise. But, you know, he's got other things in life he's looking at. And if the fact that he doesn't want to go play in Cleveland or New Orleans or Tennessee or any of these other places, I don't blame him, I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him. He, he's, he, you know, hopefully he's doing exactly what he wants to do. All right, we have a couple of minutes left here on Talking Cowboys. What direction would you like to go for the final two minutes of this edition of Talking Cowboys? What are we looking for from Jason Garrett in his press conference today? He has not, the media has not had an opportunity to ask him about the offensive line situation, his trip to Dodger Stadium. God, we're going to hit up that again. You know what? I would be, I, I guarantee you he's going to be asked about it. Mm. Yeah, that's a walk-off question. That's a walk-off, that's question. A walk-off question. I bet not. Yeah. I bet. I bet some I, I bet producer, some producer, is, or a sports editor wants station. an answer yeah, to exactly. it. Exactly. Not this one, but okay. I, I just, you know, I think that there's there's a lot of ground to cover. I think he's going to do his best to focus in on talking about the Titans and what they need to do second half of the season. You know, hey, I've got to, you know, we've made some changes here. We've got to, you know, get guys acclimated. Got to get things going. You know, you know, I I think that's what he's really going to try and focus on. Yeah, but I I mean, I'm curious to see if there's more insight about Paul Alexander. He's never done this. He's never made a, a coaching change in the middle of the season. And and you know, how's it going to change? What's going to be different? We've tried to speculate it. See if we can get an answer out of it. You know? That's going to be the the heart of it. Is going yeah. to be the the firing of Paul Alexander. It, he's going to get well. Is it? Or then the question will be: Are you are you saying then the offensive line was the problem? Mm-hmm. That, that sure, yeah. and then he'll say it's a little bit of everything, and I think there he's not wrong by saying that. Yeah, but certainly the line's part of it. Should have got him a head coaching job like they got John Blake. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Nikki and I spent a day trying to figure out who the last coach was that got. Oh yeah, in the, in the middle of the season. Couldn't figure out right at the end of the season. John Blake. John Blake. Things turned out well for us. We eventually got Bob Stoops. There you go. And we eventually got Lincoln Riley. There you go. And we eventually will be back here on Talking Cowboys tomorrow morning to preview the Titans. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!